Hello and welcome to episode 21 of EV Brief, your bite-sized podcast for electric vehicle and sustainable transport news from Australia and around the world. I'm your host, Jonathan McFeet, and on today's show, we'll look at EV news from Los Angeles and the recent LA Auto Show. There's one vehicle everyone's talking about, and that's Tesla's Cybertruck, of course. So we'll dive uh, headfirst into the details of this space-grade steel pickup from the future and its effects on Tesla's long-term prospects. We'll also take a look at another American EV, the Ford Mustang Mark E, and the 2020 Hyundai Ioniq, and Audi's new e-tron Sportback, all from the LA Auto Show. Staying on the Los Angeles theme, the city of LA has announced its Zero Emissions 2028 Roadmap 2.0, designed to increase the take-up of EVs and reduce greenhouse gases. Firstly, it's been a couple of months since the last podcast, and for that I have to apologise. Some of you may know that I run a photography and video production business, and the last little while has been our busiest period to date. Uh, Unfortunately, I found it very hard to find the time to be active with the show, but I thank you for your messages and emails, checking to see how I'm going. The good news is that work is coming down now, and the show's schedule will be back to normal from now on. Anyway, by now you've had a chance to study every angle of the new Cybertruck from Tesla, no doubt. When the vehicle first rolled onto the stage recently at the unveiling, my jaw hit the floor. It's sharp, it's futuristic, and it's unlike anything we've seen outside of sci-fi movies. My mind immediately raced to the unthinkable. Had Tesla made a massive error with the design of this truck? The more I think about it, though, some of the most iconic and influential designs of the 20th century have actually been informed by their functions and have been seen to be too radical in their time. From German Bauhaus design school of the 1920s to Coca-Cola's glass bottle, American modernism, the Mini Cooper, the Eames lounge chair, and more recently products like Sony's Walkman and Apple's iPhone and AirPods, the essence of iconic design comes from the deliberate process of creating something completely new. Innovation means releasing control and breaking beyond evolution, and often corporations can't rationalise or quantify the positive impact of innovation and innovative design in the short-term forecasts and reporting cycles of business. In a nutshell, what I'm saying is that although confronting the Cybertruck is instantly recognisable and will forever stand out in a crowded pickup truck market, its form follows its function. Cold rolled steel co-developed with SpaceX is ultra-hard and forms an exoskeleton on the truck, shying away from the traditional body-on-frame design of the last 100 years. By moving the structure to the frame of the truck, Tesla has managed to reduce the weight of the vehicle, and Elon Musk states that the Cybertruck is the same weight as a Ford F-150, even with the battery pack, which is incredible. With three variants available, a single, dual and triple motor option, with 250, 300 plus and 500 plus miles of range respectively, the Cybertruck will also have a towing capacity of 14,000 pounds, or around 6.3 tonnes, and an exterior storage capacity of over 100 cubic feet, or close to 3 cubic metres. Pricing is on par with the Model 3, starting around $40,000, rising to around $70,000 for the tri-motor variant. If there's any doubt around the future success of the Cybertruck, Tesla holds around 250,000 pre-orders, with production set to commence in 2021. Cynical analysts have called the Cybertruck a desperate cash grab by the automaker, which is quite a ridiculous statement. 
Customers are required to put down just 100 US dollars to secure their place in the queue, unlike when Tesla opened pre-orders for the Model S, 3 and Y. That's a paltry $25 million so far from Tesla, hardly a cash grab. What it does represent is a huge step for Tesla's future. Pickup trucks are the number one, two and three selling vehicles in the US and are still gaining in popularity globally. Now, if Tesla has 250,000 pre-orders at around 50,000 US dollars each, that's potentially 10 to 15 billion dollars in revenue alone. As orders increase and production of the Model Y and Cybertruck begins, this along with the fact that Tesla is streamlining its production and has got on top of its debt means that Tesla could be looking at potentially moving from a $60 billion market cap as of this year to potentially $100 billion in two to three years. Let's also not forget that Tesla now has plenty of time to uh, refine and improve the battery technology in the Cybertruck before launch, so I can't wait to see what they come out with there. Moving on to Ford's Mustang Mark E now, a handsome all-electric crossover designed to compete with Tesla's Model Y. Has Ford created a Tesla killer? No, but they've certainly created a car that will have a market and will sell in decent numbers. Priced from $43,000 to over $60,000 for the top spec models, the Mark E crossover offers up to 300 miles of range and performance of 0 to 60 miles an hour in around 3 seconds. The entry-level all-wheel drive model will offer around 210 miles of range, according to Ford. The company also states that when charging at 150 kilowatts, the Mustang can replenish 47 miles of range in its battery in 10 minutes. With a Tesla-style 15-inch touchscreen in the middle of the interior, there's been a bit of criticism online from the unresponsiveness of the controls on the pre-production version, but I'll wait until the final car is released to pass judgment. Overall design and finish of the vehicle looks decent for a car in this segment and at this price. I certainly hope the Mustang Mark E is successful. Ford is currently taking $500 deposits for pre-orders, but has not revealed how many customer orders it holds. Inside EVs had an interesting analysis showing that there is potentially 9 million consumers in the US alone who would be interested in moving to an EV every year, and would be happy with an EV with a 250 mile range. Even if 10% of these consumers buy, that is still 900,000 vehicles, a lot more than Tesla can currently satisfy, demonstrating that there's definitely room for other players in the market still. I just hope that Ford and its dealer network can fully get behind their EV offerings in a genuine way. Tesla's direct-to-consumer model demonstrates that the public is keen for new ways to buy cars and interact with brands. Just this week, Mercedes-Benz Australia, one of the largest and oldest automakers in the world, announced that the new EQC SUV would be sold exclusively online through the Mercedes website, rather than through the traditional dealer network. Hyundai unveiled its new Ioniq sedan with a 38kWh battery from its Kona model, increasing range to 170 miles and performance to 130 horsepower. The Ionic also has a new 7.2 kilowatt charger, allowing it to recoup a full charge in around 6 hours at 240 volts, or 54 minutes when plugged into a CCS 100 kilowatt fast charger. Hyundai has increased the standard equipment offering at least in the US model, with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, LED headlights and adaptive cruise control now standard. Hyundai now also offers one-pedal driving with regenerative braking, likely a system also borrowed from the Kona.
With a lifetime warranty on the battery pack and a starting price of around $30,000 in the US or just under $50,000 in Australia, the Hyundai makes a pretty attractive proposition for those looking for a clean commuting vehicle. Well over to some German manufacturers now and Volkswagen has released information on the all-new Mark 8 Golf, including a plug-in hybrid GTE variant. The GTE will be the most powerful of the Mark 8s available until the GTI and R models are launched. Total output is 242 brake horsepower from a turbocharged 1.4 litre petrol engine and a 13 kWh battery pack. The battery offers twice the energy density of the Mark 7 Golf GTE's battery and an electric only range of 43 miles or 70 kilometers. Audi's e-tron SUV has been on sale in the Northern Hemisphere for a while now and Audi has just launched their next electric SUV, the e-tron Sportback. With sleeker styling more akin to vehicles like the Mercedes GLC and BMW X4, Audi claims the e-tron Sportback offers improved aerodynamics and an increase in range of 6 miles over the regular e-tron. The drivetrain is carried over from the e-tron with two battery options available, a Sportback 50 Quattro with a 71 kWh battery pack and a Sportback 55 Quattro with a 95 kWh battery array with a 400V system architecture and 150kW charging capability. The Sportback 55 Quattro offers up to 300kW or 400hp in sport mode and 265kW or 355hp in regular driving mode. Audi claims superior advances in battery technology for the e-tron Sportback and an ultra-efficient thermal management system which enables rapid DC charging, consistent performance and minimal degradation of battery cells. The vehicle features a heat pump to harness waste heat from the battery and converts it to hot or cold air for the climate control. This setup is also used by other manufacturers such as Nissan, BMW and Jaguar. While Tesla doesn't offer a heat pump setup, all Teslas do harness waste heat from the battery. The e-tron Sportback is expected to go on sale in the Northern Hemisphere in summer 2020 and to reach Australia after the regular e-tron towards the end of 2020 or early 2021. Staying on the LA theme, the City of Los Angeles has announced its 2028 greenhouse gas reduction roadmap, coinciding with the 2028 LA Summer Games. Los Angeles is a city with notoriously bad air pollution, and the 2028 roadmap plans to shift Angelians into public transport and reduce the dependence on diesel-engined goods transport. In a nutshell, the goal is a 25% greenhouse gas emissions reduction by 2028, targeting people movement, goods movement and energy transportation. Targets include providing equal access to zero-emission transportation options that are cost-competitive and convenient ensuring that first and last mile electric options are available for public transit users, planning for zero emissions freight corridors with EV charging infrastructure, and incentivising the uptake of electric technology in shipping and freight rail. The 2028 roadmap also targets the energy transportation nexus, ensuring that the grid is comprised of clean energy sources to meet the demand of the above rollout of electric vehicles, and also to create a smarter utility grid with connected technologies across charging infrastructure, energy storage and utility interconnection. Sadly, the plan only accounts for a 20% target for people moved by public transit, which I think is a low target in such a car-dominated city. There are some bright notes, however, with a city-based rebate for buyers of used electric vehicles 
and an electric car share program called Blue LA Car, designed for low-income people who need access to a vehicle. Finally, various government agencies, consulting groups and select manufacturers such as BYD, Tesla, BMW and Audi have formed a transportation electrification partnership designed to spearhead this push towards electrification and zero emissions. For more information on the 2028 roadmap, check the link in the show notes. And that's it for episode 21 of EV Brief. EV Brief is available on all quality podcast networks. Make sure you subscribe to always receive the latest episode and please also consider leaving a review to show your support. My name is Jonathan. Thanks so much for listening to EV Brief and wherever you're headed and whatever you're driving. Have a great week.